So as I say, today we're going to be thinking about the last of the E100 readings that uh, many of us have been uh, undertaking for, um, from the Old Testament. And um, so we, we, had, we shuffled back and forth, but I think it's David Searle, isn't it? Yes, who's going to come to read from Daniel 6, um, 16 to 21. Yes, the reading is from the book of Daniel, chapter 6, verses 16 to 21. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. <clears throat> when he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? <clears throat> Daniel answered, O king, live forever. Amen. Have you ever ventured into the lion's den? Gone into a social situation or perhaps a work situation when you thought all the people were against you and were out to get you? Right, so we're going to have the first clip. Just to remind you what a lion looks like here. One of the famous, most famous lions that uh, there ever was or ever is. That is. <laughs> Rumor has it that he didn't even have any teeth, but there we are. That's Leo. But of course, we're, uh, we're actually talking about the Old Testament, uh, and we know that all history is in black and white. So uh, we're going to uh, have the Old Testament version of this. Collins rapidly. Here we go. <laughs> Got to say, he looked a little bit confused. That was from 1924. <clears throat> so sometimes it can be daunting, sometimes, and I've been in situations like this myself, it's as bad as you fear. Often it's not nearly as bad as you think it might be. Third clip. Sometimes they turn into pussycats. 
The phrase comes from the reading as Daniel went into the real lion's den. Compared to some of the passages we've read, this is fairly easy to understand. And believe me, I'm grateful I'm doing the last of the Old Testament E100, not the last of the New Testament. (laughs) Daniel in a den with some lions, as opposed to a lamb covered in eyes with seven ears. Give me this one any time. If we were writing an MGM blockbuster, the trailer would say that it was a power, a story of power and intrigue, deception and a night of terror. Let's have a look. The king, Darius, split his kingdom into 120 states. Who says that bureaucracy is a modern thing? And he decided that there should be three people in charge of all these 120 governors, one of whom was Daniel. Now, Daniel was good at the job. In fact, he was much better than the other two. In fact, he was so good that the king gave him the job of looking after the 120 governors himself. Now, as sometimes happened when two people are pushed out of their job by another person, the other two got a little bit annoyed. Tried to find some dirt on him. Problem was that Daniel wasn't just good at his job, he was also, unlike modern political leaders, very difficult to find fault with. In fact, they gave up and they decided that the only thing they could do would be to attack his religion. Daniel was a Jew, prayed three times a day. And this was all fine until the two conspirators got the law changed. They went to the king. And appealing to his vanity and lying by saying that all the governors agreed, said, can you change the law so that everyone must worship you and you alone for the next 30 days? And if they don't, they've got to be thrown into the lions. Of course, Daniel continued to pray. And he was seen doing so, and as a result, he broke the law. And even though the king realized he'd been tricked and the order was going to condemn Daniel to the lion's den, there was nothing he could do about it. Just spend a sleepless night worrying about Daniel's fate. Once he found Daniel alive and well in the morning, then his full anger at the deception was turned on Daniel's accusers and they were fed to what were now quite hungry lions. So what does this mean for us in our 21st century world? Daniel was sure of his God. He was sure that God would save him. He was sure that in spite of whatever was thrown at him, his God, our God, would be there for him. Even though Daniel knew the law had changed and that praying and worshipping was God was illegal. He sat next to the window and prayed. In the UK at the moment, whilst some people that we may know may think that praying and believing in God is a bit crazy, in what now often seems to be referred to as the post-religious time, and some people may ridicule us for prayer and belief 
in the face of an ever-advancing tide of scientific discovery. As Andrew said in a sermon a little while ago, faith is not for plugging in the gaps that science hasn't discovered yet. Faith is the belief in a life-changing living God. In spite of all of that, we're not persecuted. We don't need to meet here in secret. But even in this country a few hundred years ago, priests were hiding in secret rooms built in houses and churches which did not conform. In other words, non-conformists. By the way, that's like us. Built their churches two, had to build their churches two or three miles from the nearest Anglican church and often had to sit huddled round a flickering candle flame watching out for the authorities to arrive. But as we know, persecution of Christians is happening now in many places in the world, perhaps most visibly in Syria and Iraq where the extremist group Islamic State have said to Christians in some of the oldest Christian settlements in the world, you must convert to Islam, pay additional tax, or die. There have been some extraordinary pictures published, including a young man, a Christian, stood on gallows, a noose around his neck, about to die, smiling with his thumbs up to someone in the crowd. For he knew that God, our God, was with him. And he had nothing to fear. That's not delusional, as some atheists may say. That is the belief in the living God, Jesus Christ. That is the same God that saved Daniel from the lions. What a powerful and life-changing God. What about our own faith? Our own relationship with God? Thankfully, we don't have to make the horrible choices that those in the Middle East are having to make. What about when we venture into our own lion's den? Do you feel sure of our faith? Do you feel sure that God is with us? How many of us are more like Darius? When you realized that you'd been tricked, that he was going to have to send Daniel into the lion's den, he panicked. He couldn't eat. He couldn't sleep. He didn't want anybody to entertain him. And had he had a TV, he probably wouldn't even have watched X Factor. He was suffering from acute anxiety, as we would say now. But he had nothing, no faith, no relationship with God to rely on, to turn to. Life is tough for many of us. Perhaps not as tough as in Syria and Iraq, but tough nonetheless. Sometimes life isn't as smooth as you'd hope. Sometimes life feels like a ball in a pinball machine, ricocheting from one crisis to the next. It's hard really hard to say to yourself, God is in this. The same God who is in the lion's den, the same God who is with that man on the gallows, that same God is with me now in this situation. Instead, the knot forms in your stomach, 
the appetite and sleep go, and you can feel very alone. But faith is not, as I said, about filling in the gaps that science hasn't discovered. Faith is that relationship with the living God, Jesus Christ. With that, you are never alone. I must say I like the analogy that Andy Cam gave a few weeks ago about the difference between the relationship between God and his people in the Old Testament and his relationship with us now. The Old Testament relationship is a bit like a parent with young children. These are the rules. If you stick to them, you'll be okay. You don't really need to know why I've chosen these, and I'll get pretty upset if you break them. The relationship now is more like an adult-to-adult relationship. God is always there for you, forgives you for the mistakes you make. But as with any relationship, you need to work at it. You need to read the Bible to understand God. You need to pray to share things with God. You need to worship to thank God. It's like having the ultimate neighbor. You meet the neighbor. He or she is always there for you, always has time, always loving you. Through time, that relationship becomes stronger and closer. You begin to understand the neighbor. You begin to trust in them. But equally, that developing relationship enables the neighbor to have a closer relationship with you. But imagine if you still had that same neighbor, but you never spoke to them. You avoided their glance. And then one day you needed them. You've heard what a wonderful neighbor they are from people who have a relationship with them. But you don't. But now you're banging on the door. In desperation, when the door opens, you blurt out a whole list of things you want. I'm reminded of the song that I sang at primary school, which was a little while ago. Some of you may remember this. When I needed a neighbor, were you there? Were you there? When I needed a neighbor, were you there? And the creed and the color and the name won't matter. Were you there? The last verse. Wherever you travel, I'll be there. I'll be there. Wherever you travel, I'll be there. And the creed and the color and the name won't matter. I'll be there. Even though Daniel lived in the Old Testament times, he had a relationship with God and he knew that God would protect him. Darius didn't. Darius panicked. He worried. We're going to finish here with a reading from John 3, including the most fam- one of the most famous verses in the Bible, John 3.16. And as we finish the E100 in Old Testament and look forward to Advent and celebrating the birth of Jesus and with him and his sacrifice, Easter, I pray that we will learn from the readings we've read together over the past 10 weeks from the Old Testament and renew and perhaps reinvigorate our relationship with Jesus Christ, our living God. Amen. So Steve is going to read from John 3. This is John chapter 3, verses 5 to 21. 
Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of the water of water and the spirit. Flesh give, gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? I tell you the truth, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe me. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world but men loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Amen. Thank you, Steve. I say, I, I, I put that in so that, because it shows that link back to Moses and, um, and what Christmas and, and Easter have, to prom- have uh, in store for us in the future. <clears throat>